0: Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. My name is Nick Smith and I'm part of the leadership team of Champions Church Skipton. I hope and pray you will enjoy, be inspired and challenged as you hear what God has to say to you today. As Tim has already said this morning, today marks the start of Do You Know Him? Now, I'm hoping... That everyone in this room knows about Do You Know Him. I'll I'll let you off if you're a visitor here today. um, But we have talked about Do You Know Him a lot in this church over the last uh, couple of years. Today represents the start of seven weeks in which every church in Skipton, every church, whatever their, their sign says, whatever their denominational background, their theology, every church in Skipton will preach on the same series of talks. Using the same titles and the same verses from the Bible. We'll all do it in our own... Different style, but we're all going to preach the same messages. Now, that, by the way, is not usual across this country. That not, is not usual to have a church, to have a community that is so joined up, so unified in bringing the gospel to its community. So, we are all blessed and privileged to be part of this, this church across Skipton. Please do, please do engage in it. This is a family that you're not going to find in every town. Ramsbottom are just about to start it. God bless them. Telford might be starting it, God bless them, but not many towns have the same earby. not many towns have the same joint of approach. So why do you know him? I'm going to go back to the basics in case you haven't been here. It's two questions. Do you know him? It's do you know him? For him being Jesus, is this a new concept to you? Do you understand what Jesus did for you when he took your place on the cross? But it's also, do you know him? Amazing what can happen when you change the emphasis on a sentence. If statement one is true and you know him for you and you've already accepted what Jesus did for you and asked him into your life, whether that be five minutes ago or a lifetime ago, then that's awesome. But do you want to know him more? It's two questions Do you know him? Do you want to know him more? This time, when we're getting together as a group of churches, we're looking at the seven key I am statements that Jesus makes through John's gospel. Now, when I kind of uh, sent a message to to Phil Burns, who's uh, kind of at the Baptist church, he's been kind of coordinating some of this stuff. God gave him a vision for Do You Know Him some time ago now. I said, well, give me some introduction to why the I am statements. And he gave me a couple of sentences to be finished with. But also, the I am's are cool. So that's where I want to start. The I am's are cool. Can anyone hear? Now I'm talking about the seven I am statements in John's Gospel. Can anyone give me any of those I am phrases that Jesus used? Here, I am light. I am light. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Top of the class. I am the bread of life. Fantastic. I am, the good I, I am the good shepherd. I am the Lord thy God. Yep, I'm not sure if that was one of them, somewhere. <laughs> I am the vine. I am the vine. Fantastic. Anyone else? Have we got them all? I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is not in chronological order. I am the bread of life. I am the gate. Tricky one for those pub quizzes. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the light. Seven fantastic statements of who Jesus was. See, when you see I am... It doesn't refer, so it refers to a name or a title when it's used in biblical context. In some, if you go back to um, the kind of the Greek, it also can mean, it is I. It's sometimes referred to as the great I am. Do you know the, the phrase I am appears over 300 times in the Bible? When you see an I am phrase, Jesus is saying, that is me. It's a truth behind a picture. A good way to really get to know him is to look at the images he used to describe himself. So when I got the series planned for Do You Know Him, and saw that I will be kicking off with John fourteen six, I am the way, and the truth, and the life, I got really excited. This must be one of the best known verses in the Bible. It's the verse you learn at Sunday school. If that was a thing for you, you probably learned this at Sunday school. It's a verse you'll have heard many, many times. It feels really comfortable, and it feels self-explanatory. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now a few in this church could have reeled that off. In fact, Lorna said it straight away. When I started using the words I am, a few of you could have gone into that monologue. I am the way, the truth and the life. (coughs) I was half tempted to spend a long time introducing this series and just learn it again together and then we could do something else because we all know it really well, don't we? But then as God tends to when prompt me when I'm preparing, I start to think around it. Why did Jesus say it? What was the wider context of this verse? You can miss so much in God's word by just reading one verse out. If you take a verse out of context, we can make it say all kinds of things. What happens before? What happens after? When you really get excited about reading your Bible, this is where you need to be. This needs to be your thought process. Hungry to find out the context of what you're reading. And not just checking, or not just cherry picking poster board verses. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you a fresh hunger to read God's word. Now well, the men have got a head start today. Each of you have been given some Bible notes. 30 days in God's word. And as Tim started, we want to challenge you. I want you to read the one you've got and swap with someone who had the other one. If you finish both of those, come back to us. I'm sure we can find you more. So let's start by reading John 14 1 I think it's 1 to 14 so you can either switch your Bible on or you can use a classic analog version it's up to you John 14 do not let your hearts be troubled trust in God trust also in me in my father's house are many rooms if it were not so I would have told you I am going there to prepare a place for you And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay, some context to go even further back. If you hadn't realised, this is still the Passover feast. These guys are at. Jesus has just dropped the bomb and called out his betrayal. Judas Iscariot has just scarpered from the room. Jesus again told them he will soon be leaving. And where he's going, they cannot follow. (coughs) Remember, these are a group of people that stuck with Jesus every single day. They followed him. And then Peter, just before these verses, Peter had been told that he would pretend he didn't know Jesus three times. The disciples are feeling unsettled. They're feeling like their world has been rocked. They're about to lose Jesus in their eyes. And I don't know if you've been in that kind of situation when things happen out of your control and it feels bigger than you can cope with. But that's where the disciples were right now. And that all happened just before this passage. The disciples followed Jesus. That's what they did. This would have been an unsettling time. It says just before in chapter 13, 33 to 37. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You you will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you. Love One another, as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I'm going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. The disciples were passionate about following Jesus and did not understand why they couldn't. And that is where we start in John 14. Before we get into the main part of the message today, the I am uh, verse, the part I love is that Jesus stops to comfort them. Jesus instantly sees their confusion and is compassionate for them. It struck me, that remember, that he's just told that room of people that one of them will betray them. G- Judas Iscariot has just left to go and tell the people where Jesus is. Jesus is going to have that in in the back of his mind. He knows where that leads him. But yet he stops to comfort his disciples who are just a little bit confused right now. How special. He gives them the perfect antidote to fear and confusion. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. In my Bible it says, trust in God, trust also in me. In some versions, well, in fact I have a new international version, but I must have an older version. Because in a more recent new international version it says, believe in me. And uh, Believe in God. He tells them where he's going and that they will all have a place there. I love this passage. In fact, it's more special to me this year. Because it was a passage that my dad requested at his funeral. and quite amazing that God brings me to speak to it on Father's Day. It says, in verse, it says in John 14, verse 1, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place I am going. He comforts them. He speaks in depth of confusion and he tells them he will come back for them. He understands how they are feeling and spends time to comfort them at this point the disciples show one of the key reasons we all love them so much they show that yet again they have missed the point somewhere that they haven't really understood what was going on then about you but do we feel sometimes when we're when god is speaking to us when we're reading his word that we're a little bit confused anyone want to put a hand in the air and say sometimes i feel a bit confused when god's speaking to us thomas says in verse 5 lord We don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Remember, Thomas has probably spent at least three years with Jesus. He has sat and listened at his feet. He has seen the miracles. So when Jesus turns to him, verse 6, to bring us that well-known memory verse, I like to think it was something like this. Good look at you, Tim. Apologies. This is how I saw it when I reread it again. Thomas... I am the way, I am, I am the truth and I am the life. I can see Thomas sat there taking the hairdryer treatment, of course that's not how it's written or how Jesus would have responded, Jesus was perfect, he'd have taken a breath, he'd have responded calmly, he would have explained, probably smiling as he did, though sometimes I do love that we see the frustration creep in. So let's look at those three awesome "I am" titles that Jesus gives Himself in this verse. Firstly, Jesus says, "I am the way." Let's start that bit again. Says Jesus, "says I am the way." Jesus was always God's master plan to restore us. God's chosen people back to him. God is a God of relationship. He created us to be with him. Now, in order to really go through the I am the way, the truth and the life verse, I need to take this back to a basic gospel message. Now, I think whether you're hearing that for the first time or you heard that many years ago, it's always a good message to hear. But we needed Jesus to be the way for us before we knew who Jesus was. It says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all done things wrong. All of us. From the moment man and woman chose to go their own way and disobey God, we have all done things wrong. Now you might be sat there thinking I've done terrible things. So much wrong and God couldn't possibly want me back. I am past help. I want to tell you today, God knows everything you have done. Everything you did before you did it. And he wants me to tell you right now that he created you. He loves you. And whatever you've done, he wants you back. He sent his son to die for you. You might be sat there thinking this morning, you know what? I'm okay. I think I can sit this one out. I've always been pretty good. But God sees it all the same. If you've done something wrong, whether it is the terrible stuff, or just put other things before him, you and me, we have all fallen short. But it says in that great verse in John three sixteen For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but perish, but will have eternal life. See, sin, doing stuff wrong, in God's eyes, has a consequence. That is, if we have not sorted out, when our time is up, we will spend eternity without God. Whatever that looks like. But God gave us a way. He gave us the way. The only way. It even goes on to clarify that. No one comes to the Father except through Him. There is no other way to God. Jesus took our place when he went to the cross, when he died on our behalf, he opened the way to God. Through no works of our own, we have a way to be reunited with God, to restore our place with him by accepting that when Jesus died, he did it for each one of us because of how much God loved you and me. Jesus was and is the way. And Jesus said, I am the truth. I not about you. But have you ever watched one of those TV law courtroom type programs? People are brought into that little box and a Bible is put in front of them and they say, they have to swear on that Bible that they will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. They're basically asked to tell everyone what is true, they're asked to tell everyone the whole truth. And not to add anything else, that does tell nothing but the truth. Now, Jesus didn't say, I promise to tell the truth. D- Jesus didn't say, I'm going to model you the truth. Jesus says, he is the truth. He says in 1 Peter, 1, so 1 Peter 21 and 22, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow his, in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. What does that mean to you and me? Truth is the opposite of falsehood. Jesus declared he is truth and that means we can rely on his word. We can put c- complete faith in all he said and has done. When Jesus said, I am the truth, it means that who Jesus was, what he said and what he did was truth. It was completely true. Jesus was the Son of God. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. Matthew three, seventeen, truth. Jesus was the Messiah, our Saviour. And we have seen and, and when we have sorry, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his son to be the Saviour of the world. 1 John 4 14. Truth. Jesus healed the sick before many miracles. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill. Matthew twelve fifteen. Truth. Jesus is with us always. And teaching them, they, them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, verse 20. Truth. Jesus was there at the beginning. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made and without him, nothing was made that has been made. Later in verse 14, it says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. That is one John. That is truth. Jesus saying to us, he is the way to the father. There is no other way but through him. Jesus saying he is truth. Who he is, what he said and done and has done. Can be completely trusted. And that brings me to this third title. Jesus says, I and the life. Now we already picked up on this. Jesus said, Jesus was and is God's master plan to reconcile us with him so that we might live. It says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus came to bring us life. Not only that we may have eternal life. As we read in John 3.16 earlier, through Jesus, we can spend eternity worshipping God, which will be so amazing, words cannot describe it. That alone is awesome. But to live life to the full. But to do that, we need to respond to that truth. Jesus came to bring us the life that was intended for us as children of God. A life free of oppression and guilt. A life empowered to fulfill God's purpose on our lives. And what I want to do is to look at how we respond to that. Now, I said earlier, there's two different ways we could respond. It might be that you're hearing it for the first time. And therefore, you need to respond, how do I feel about that? It might be you gave your life to the Lord many, many years ago, or as I said earlier, maybe five minutes ago, it still counts. There is a different way to respond to this message. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you're sat there and God is speaking to you through these words, maybe for the first time, that makes sense to you. Maybe you've never responded to Jesus before. I urge you not to leave until you've spoken to someone, prayed with someone. This is so important. God wants you to know that wherever you have been, there is a way back to him through his son, Jesus. God wants you to receive life and know your place as his son or daughter today. On Father's Day, he wants you to know that he is your father, your spiritual father. You might be sat there as someone who has realised this truth in your life already. Praise God. For you, this has a different message. You might be sat there thinking, well, that was lovely to hear again. It's always good to hear a gospel message. But there is more to these verses. So Jesus goes on to say in verse 12, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will, be do, they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. He says in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth it says in verse 19, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also live on that day. You will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. So when we ask Jesus into our life, when we realise what we had done wrong and that Jesus had died for us, he tells us that he has not left us. We are told that he has sent his spirit to live in us. That if we have faith, we will do the works that Jesus did. See, I believed we are called to take this truth out to others. Jesus came to bring us life and we are called to take that life to other people. I've been reading a book at the moment called Scattered Servants by a guy called Alan Scott. He was a pastor of a big church in Northern Ireland. I think he's now out in America. It's an awesome book. But he says in that book, believers don't do evangelism. Now at this point, I've got a bit, oof, they're like that. But he says, believers don't do evangelism. Believers bring life. Praise God. Believers bring life. We are called to bring life it says in the bible in matthew 28 that we are called to go and make disciples of all nations we are told to make sure others know that truth that there is a way jesus said i am the way and the truth and the life and then goes on to say that if we believe in him that he now lives within us to those around us our friends our family Those in the community, we take Jesus to them. We take the same message of truth. I'm not saying that we become the way, the truth and the life. But I'm saying that we carry the way and the truth and the life to others around us. We carry the truth of the way to other people. We carry the promise that whatever has gone on for them, that God loves them also. See, for those of us that have given our life to God, for those of us that realized that Jesus has already come, that he's died for us, that we might live. For us, we are called not only to accept the way and follow Jesus, but Jesus tells us to tell others the way. For us, we're called not only to realise the truth, but to make sure others know the truth. For us, we're called not only to know that in Jesus we now have life, but we're called to bring life to others in our communities. So to summarise, over the next seven weeks, we're going to be looking at those amazing I am sayings. Make it a priority to be here. Invest in your relationship with Jesus. If you don't, we'll be trying to record all of those messages. Please listen to them again. Share them with people. Jesus says, I am the way. There is no other way to be reconciled with God except through him. Jesus says, I am the truth. Who he is, what he did, and the hope you have in him is truth. Jesus says, I am the life. He came so that we might live and live life to the full. If that's true for you, we are called as Christians to take that life to others, to be life bringers to our friends, to our family and to our communities. And I say again, if God is speaking to you for the first time today, whether that's being that for the first time you want to give your life to God, or if God is speaking to you about how you should be taking your life out to other people Please don't leave till you've spoken to someone. Please don't leave till you've prayed with one of us. Father, I want to thank you for the truth in your word. I want to thank you, Jesus, for those incredible sayings. Those sayings that show us a picture of who you are. They are truths about you, our Lord and Saviour. Thank you that you are the way, Father. Thank you that through no power of our own, we have a way back to you. That you loved us so much you gave your son for us. Thank you that we can trust in the truth of your word. That Jesus was truth. That what he did, who he was. And the hope he brought us is true. Father, thank you that Jesus came to give us life. He came so that we might realise who we are in you. True sons and daughters of an amazing Eternal Father God, empowered to do your work, empowered to bring life to others in our communities, Father. And I pray as we hear this today, whether for the first time or for the umpteenth time, Father, I pray you will speak to us. I pray you will anoint us afresh to bring life to our communities, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. And Father, I pray that as we hear those I am sayings over the next seven weeks, Father. Firstly, you will clear any barriers to us being here. Whether that be physical or in our head. You clear any barriers for us being here. And secondly, I pray that you will speak to us through each of those I am sayings. That we will grow in our relationship with you. That we will know you more. Father, I pray that many people, when answering the question, do you know him? We are going to say, we do now. Or oh, we know him more now because of the next seven weeks we have as a church in Skipton. Amen. Well, there you go. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you've been moved by what you've heard today. We would love to hear from you at Champions Church. Please look us up on Facebook at Champions Church Skipton and drop us a message. I'll speak to you again soon.